Hey, great news. You've made it to the fourth week in our Seven Miracles in John series. And that brings us to one of his most famous miracles. It comes from John chapter 6, and it's when Jesus feeds the multitude. Here's what we're going to learn. It's tempting to seek the hand of God for what he can give us. But Jesus wants us to seek his face with a desire to truly know him. On one level, today's message is about food. We're going to see that Jesus feeds thousands of people in what seemed like, probably to them, a magic trick. So Jesus was meeting a basic need. This really wasn't a miracle of desperation like some of the others we've studied. And it's easy to come to God with an attitude that says, what's in it for me? But true followers of Jesus go beyond that. They have a deep desire to know who Jesus really is. Now, before we read the text itself, let's take a look at our first lesson. We all face situations where our resources are not enough to meet the need, and that is where faith grows. You can find this miracle in John chapter 6. It says there that a huge crowd kept following Jesus wherever he went because they saw his miraculous signs as he healed the sick. It says in verse 3 that Jesus climbed a hill and sat down with his disciples around him, and soon he saw that huge crowd of people coming to look for him. So he turned to Philip, one of his disciples, and he asked this question, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? Now, you need to know that Jesus, of course, knew the answer to this question. In fact, he certainly knew what he was about to do. That's why it says in verse 6 that he was testing Philip. He wanted to see where Philip stood in his faith at this point. And Philip said this, even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. I think that's a pretty natural reaction to this impossible situation. And another disciple, Andrew, Peter's brother, said this, There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish, but what good is that with this huge crowd? So there's the setup. This isn't a life or death situation, but it's still one in which Jesus is going to reveal something about himself. And before we read on, take some time to think about a situation that you might be facing, where you realize, like the disciples, that your resources are not enough to meet the need. Even if that's not a life or death situation, it's still a place where faith can grow. But here's the second thing you need to know as you face that situation. Our expectations of Jesus can become an obstacle to real faith. Jesus wants us to know him as he truly is, not as we wish that he was. You have to remember that in Jesus' day, the people who followed him were expecting him to be a Messiah on the order of King David. Many of them were looking for a savior to come in and reestablish the reign of Israel on the earth. So when Jesus performed this miracle, he had everyone sit down and the men alone numbered about 5,000. And he took those loaves and the fish and he gave thanks to God and then he distributed them and everyone ate as much as they wanted. In fact, at the end of lunch, they picked up more leftovers than what they started with in the first place. And verse 14 says this, When the people saw him do this miraculous sign, they exclaimed, Surely he is the prophet we've been expecting. Now, if you want to see what they were talking about from the vantage point of the Old Testament, check out Deuteronomy 18 and Malachi 4. But verse 15 ends the story with Jesus slipping away to the hills by himself because they were going to force him to be their king. Now, I know that most of us can't relate to that part of this story because most of us aren't Jewish expecting a Messiah. But I think we all have expectations of Jesus that can become an obstacle to our faith. We can try to make Jesus into what we think he should be for us based on what we want. But remember, true faith means coming to Jesus on his terms not on our terms. If we fail to do that, we'll miss out on what he actually came to give us. 
And that leads to the final point from this story, and here it is. We all have a deeper hunger that reflects a spiritual reality. Jesus, and Jesus alone, is a source of what we really need. Remember, on one level, this miracle is about Jesus meeting a basic physical need. But Jesus explained the deeper meaning of this miracle later on in the chapter. In verse 26, he said this, I tell you the truth, you want to be with me because I fed you, not because you understood the miraculous signs. But don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. Here's how they answered. Show us a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. What can you do? After all, our ancestors ate manna while they journeyed through the wilderness. The scriptures say Moses gave them bread from heaven to eat. See, they're still thinking in physical terms, and they even challenged Jesus to outdo what Moses did in the Old Testament. Here's how Jesus responded. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. So they said, sir, give us that bread every day. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. More than supplying bread from heaven, Jesus is the true bread from heaven. We all have a deeper hunger reflecting a deeper need, and that need isn't just for food, but it's for eternal life. It's not just for some temporary thing that God can give us, but it's for the eternal thing that each one of us needs, and that can only come through a relationship with Jesus. If you haven't done it already, talk with a small group leader or a mentor about trusting Jesus for salvation.